Welcome to Nations Church. We have a powerful word coming up from Nations Prophetic Director Jim Whitley. As you listen, open your heart to receive what God has for you personally. We would love to hear from you, so please comment with where you're watching from and what God is speaking to you through the message. Before we jump in, let's pray. Holy Spirit, come and fill each person listening. Let them feel your tangible presence. Thank you for being such a good Father who's near to us. Open our hearts to receive your word today. Amen. Good morning, Nations Church. So, um, the Lord dropped something in me in the worship time during the, sec during the second service here that I didn't have in the first service. And uh, Joe Turnbull, who's our outreach director, is sitting over there somewhere. He came and prayed for me. <clears throat> and as he prayed for me, well, he prayed. He, just, he was praying, right? Praying for me, just praying, right? I just felt something come on me, and i just been stirring in me, <clears throat> and I want us to prophesy together. About 19 years ago, I was in Williamsburg, Virginia, the birthplace of America. The Lord gave me a dream while I was there, and in the dream, in the dream, I prophesied that the second wind was coming to America. Do you see the dry bones? It's time to prophesy the second wind to America. <clears throat> so when Joe was, was there praying with me, it's, this is what another thing the Lord gave me. It's time. It's time for the evangelists and the prophetic voices to run together <laughs> under the apostolic authorities that the Lord has placed because it is time for harvest in America again. The, the harvest is ripe. If you have it stirring in your heart to share the gospel, to start a ministry, don't look for the approval of man. You have the stirring inside of you. You have the approval of the Lord. Stay connected with the body. Look for authority to submit to and submit under. But he's the head. It is harvest time in America. Do you see the dry bones? Okay, the Lord gave me another dream years ago, and he showed me this. Well, I'll say this as a precursor to that. Asbury, I believe, is just a birth pain of what's coming. I believe it's also a prophetic sign because it's on a college campus. Years ago, the Lord gave me a prophetic dream, and in that dream, the evangelists were having a hard time in America, and they were discouraged. So where did we go to find out what the solution was? We went, in the dream, we went to a college campus. I'm telling you, the college campus is the stronghold. The stronghold is living there. When Paul came to Corinth, it was a city of knowledge, city of idols. And he said, I come to you intentionally not with persuasive words of philosophy and wisdom, the college campus, but I'm coming to you in demonstration of the Spirit's power, the, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God that will confound the wisdom of the world. The idols that have set up in our culture on the college campus 
and have sown the seeds of doubt into our culture, into our young people. That's where the idols are. That's where the idols are, and the college students are going to start dismantling it from the inside out. Do you see the dry bones? Let's prophesy together, Lord, send the wave of revival across the college campuses of America. Lord, raise up prophetic voices and evangelists that are ministers of fire, that they know where to go and when to go, and they have the word of the Lord to bring down these idols with the presence of the Lord and with the fire of God that confounds the wise. This is why we were born in this time, to see America saved. This is why it burns in our heart. This is why we, we go into intercession, all of us, many times we're praying alone for the will, the perfect will of God to come on earth as it is in heaven. This young group right here, Zanti, is 23 years old, and his group, let's pray that there are thousands that get raised up just like him, just like these young people that have encounters with the presence of Jesus and they receive the fire of God to purify their heart, that they get consumed with the gospel and that they raise up, the Lord's gonna use you as a pioneer to raise up hundreds and thousands. They're coming to you. The young ones are coming. The young ones are coming. The young ones are coming and you are to be a father at a young age. You and your team, a father at a young age. Hear the heartbeat of God, listen to his heartbeat, and your heart will melt, as it already has, for the youth of America. Lord, let your fire come on this team, all-consuming fire to purify them, to make them vessels of gold in the hand of the Lord, fit for the master's service, fit for the work of the harvest. In the name of Jesus, we pray for them and the thousands like them. It's harvest time in America. Can you see the dry bones? Prophesy to the dry bones. Believe that heaven is coming to earth. It's America's time. It is America's time. The second wind is coming. The Lord told me years, uh, in 2019, I went to the, the Send event in Orlando Stadium here. It was awesome. He told me that my presence, so he said, my presence is the only hope for this young generation. My presence is the only hope. So I want to say this, since harvest is coming to America, pastors and teachers get ready. Pastors and teachers get ready because the harvest is coming in. Get ready because the evangelists and the prophetic voices and the apostolic ministers are going out into the field. They're going to set the fields on fire. They're going to burn out all the things that are choking the word of God out. They're going to burn it out. They're going to set the fields on fire and they're going to plow up the hardened ground of the soil and they're going to sow the word of God deep. Pastors and teachers, get ready. The harvest is coming in. It's our time. It is our time. We pray for Joe Turnbull and those like him and his team, that you would multiply him, 
Use him. Use Joe as a, use Joe as a pioneer as well. Use him as a pioneer, Lord. Anoint him with strategic vision. Show him where to go, who to speak to, who to connect with, what city is next. I pray for a prophetic mantle to come over him as well, that he will know exactly where to go and what to do. Protect him and his team. Keep them safe, Lord, as they go into the enemy's territory to reap the harvest. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we just think about you today. Your heart. Your heart, Lord, for the lost. Thank you for saving us. He saved me some 40 years ago, revealed revealed himself to me like he has to so many of you. And the greatest joy of our lives is to know him. To know him and be like him. So a week ago, <clears throat> which is why I text Daniel, I was, my wife and I were driving to service Sunday morning. I had a, had a vision of a, a gold cup. And when I had that vision, I was praying for our leadership team. I was praying for our church. But I just felt I need to pray for not just Nations Church. Let's pray for the church of Orlando. Let's pray for this region. Because <clears throat> in Revelation... The, the prophecies were given to the church of the cities. Huh? What he wants to do here is not just here. It's Orlando. It's this area, right? Because if the fire, if there's a fire, if the fire of God's fallen an hour away, you can go there every week. You know what I mean? It's not, so it's this area. Two hour, we were driving for two hours for quite a while to come here. The Lord has brought many of you here. I'm curious, who has come here, moved geographically to be a part of CFAN or Nations Church. Who has actually moved to do that? That's a lot of people. <clears throat> so what is the Lord doing? He's drawing us together because there's a building project underway. <laughs> He's building his house. And you know what? It, you, when, when God starts a building project, he starts a fire. <laughs> and he purifies the stones. So don't give up when things get, when you go through the valley. Don't give up. If he sent you here, stay the course. Let him purify you. Because the purification is to set us apart for the work of service. So the vision I had last week was that gold cup. Gold is the purified vessel. And in that cup, I saw him pour the the wine of his presence. He's coming with a new move. He's coming with wine from heaven. The Joel 2, the Acts 2. He's coming again with the wine of his presence. In the cup, it was interesting to me when I saw that, I thought the cup, the entire vessel of the cup is to serve The work that he's doing in us to burn out the things that are in us, he's burning us away so that more of him can be contained within us for the work of service. When I think about Jesus, we're told to emulate him in Philippians 2. Have this attitude which was in Christ. 
Though he was God, is God, he humbled himself as a man and became a servant. So think about it. The most powerful human being to ever exist was also the most humble human being to ever exist. He, the reason that he was not recognized by so many, especially the religious, he was not recognized because of the mantle of humility. They heard about his power. That's what messed him up. They're like, how does this guy move in that kind of power? The mantle of humility is what threw them off. Let me say that mantle is for us. That mantle of humility is for us. And it is necessary to carry the power that he wants to release through us. So, there was a specific warning that, the, that Jesus gave to his disciples at one point. I believe it was Luke 12. I'm kind of, Luke 10, I'm all over my notes here. And he told his disciples, just the disciples, he said, he wasn't speaking to the big crowd. He said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. You ever wonder why Jesus didn't choose one of the Pharisees? He, he could have chose anybody, right? So to speak. He chose the ones that didn't have the leaven in them. He chose the ones who were already humble of heart, I believe. They didn't have the leaven. The leaven is the strategy of the enemy. If When we come to Jesus, the devil has lost ground, right? We got born again. He was trying to get us. He's trying to keep us from getting born again all those years. Bam, we get born again, we have an encounter, we confess, we believe, we're washed in the blood by faith. The devil then tries to sow seeds of the leaven of the Pharisees from that point on to turn us into a Pharisee. I know because I was one. And the Lord broke it off of me. Thank God he broke it off of me. And he still is breaking it off. So here's some ways that we can keep the leaven of the Pharisees out of our heart, the leaven of hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is basically trying to live a way, present ourselves that's in a way that's not true to where we really are inside. And number one, just go spend time with the Lord every day. Learn to recognize his voice. Dig deep into the word. The word and spirit. Every day they had to gather manna from the wilderness. Every day we have to spend time with the Lord. He needs to be the source of life for us every day. The, the manna in the wilderness wouldn't last to the next day. We need him every day. Lean into him every day. Also, don't seek honor from man. It was also a stern warning from Jesus in John 5, 44. He, you know, he was always having the Pharisees come up to him. And he said to him one day in John 5, he said, you guys do not have the love of God in you because you seek honor from man. You don't seek the honor that comes from God. You remember in that other place where Jesus said, don't be like the Pharisees that when they pray, they want to be seen in public. When they do, when they give, they want to be seen in public. They, the honor that they're receiving from man is all they're going to get. They're not going to have any honor come from God, the Father. We can do religious things, religious duties, right, righteous things for the wrong reason. 
We're talking about the developing a pure cup. That's what we're talking about. That can contain the presence of the Lord. The pure cup is in here. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Don't seek honor from men. Actually, find joy when your righteous deed is not seen by people. <laughs> you know, if I say to you, the Lord sees everything you do in secret, you're going to think, well, oh, that's when he sees all the bad stuff. But you know what? He sees the secret deeds of righteousness, and it brings joy to his heart. And I have so many times I have known I've had an opportunity to elevate myself in front of others, and I feel the pleasure of my Father over me that it's kept secret. It's just he and I. I, have, I feel the reward. I want to live. Let's live under the reward of the Father. Let's keep the leaven of the Pharisees out of our hearts. Also, look for opportunities to put on humility and to take on the heart of the servant. One of the last things Jesus did with his disciples is he washed their feet. It's one of the last things. He said, do what I do. Take on the heart of a servant. So look for opportunities to serve for the sole purpose of serving that person not for anything you'll ever get from it. These are ways we could keep the leaven of the Pharisees out of our heart. And here's another one. This is not talked about too much. There's a tricky way the, the enemy works in this one. Don't over-examine yourself. You know, there's two voices that are talking to you on a regular basis. The conviction of the Holy Spirit... And then there's a voice that comes that counters the conviction and sounds like it, but is not from God. It's the voice of the spirit of condemnation and the spirit of shame and guilt. That is not the voice of the Holy Spirit. Is there, are there plenty of things wrong with us? Absolutely. If you look long enough, you'll find a list, and the devil will come in and help you look for it. Think about this place in uh, 1 Corinthians. I'm all over my notes here. Bear with me. I don't do this every week. <laughs> Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4, 1 through 4, he said, I don't examine myself. Check it out. He said, I don't examine myself. I let the Lord examine me. That's a way to live a childlike life. That's a way to live a childlike faith. Always open to the Lord, but don't over-examine yourself. All right? I'm going to tell you a story, a true story, of when I, when a spirit of condemnation came on me in, a, in church. Uh-oh, happened in church. So, actually, it happened in a Bible school. It happened in a good Bible school. I went to a good Bible school, right? So a guest speaker had come in a few years ago, and this guy was so excited about getting these students fired up and just sold out to the Lord. And this, this man has since become a good friend of mine. He's not here. He's, he's in his elderly years, but he was one of the instrumental leaders in the body of Christ that helped break through the wall of communism and 
lead thousands to the Lord and start a movement in there. There's so many churches that birthed out of that movement. But he was so zealous. He's a true evangelist. He wasn't a good pastor, but he's a great evangelist. And he, he wanted everybody to commit to get up at 5.30 every morning. Raise your hand. Commit. Say out loud to me. I'll get up at 5.30. And it was not in my heart. It, just, it wasn't my time to spend with the Lord. It was, I just didn't feel like saying it. But he was about to call me out, like, you need to stand up. I mean, what, why aren't you raising your hand? You need to stand up. And finally, I just raised my hand like everybody else, made a commitment. I'm going to spend an hour with the Lord at 530 every morning. I left that service, not a service, I left that meeting, Bible college, Bible school, felt like I weighed 40 pounds heavier. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. The spirit of heaviness was on me, big time. And I didn't know why. I got in my car, started going home. I got a little son. I mean, I need to get home to my wife and baby, right? But I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, go a different way. Don't go that way. And I thought, oh, the, Holy, the Lord wants me to go minister to somebody. I pull off the interstate. I come up to an intersection, and there's a sign across the street that says, be encouraged, Reverend Whitley. That's my last name. I'm like, man, someone put a sign there with my name on it. What's happening here? And then I said, Lord, I feel, now I'm talking to the Lord. Lord, I feel the total opposite of encouragement. What is going on right now? And I heard the Holy Spirit say, that commitment you made that was not in your heart, you opened the door to a spirit of condemnation. And as soon as I understood it, it had, the truth sets free, right? As soon as I understood it, that thing lifted off of me, and I felt a demonic presence leave me. And it was a spirit of condemnation. Now think about this. <clears throat> Jesus, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, if we don't have love, we could actually give all our money to the poor. And if we don't do it for the right reason, it's nothing before the Lord. I was being led to do a righteous deed out of a spirit of heaviness. And the enemy knew if he could get that leaven in, I wouldn't last long. I wouldn't be here today. If that leaven stayed in me, I would have eventually just fallen away. Keep the leaven of the Pharisees out of your heart. Be a child before the Lord. Let him, let him lead you with the spirit of peace, love, and joy, comfort. Don't allow pressure from the enemy to try to get you to conform, to even do a righteous deed. We hope you enjoyed the message. Share this with someone who needs to hear it. God bless you.